Hello everyone, welcome back to the Jay's Fit Down Football Podcast. I am your host Jay, and today we're going to be going over OBJ to the Ravens. Um, Odell finally signs with the NFL team after, um, you know, being a free agent for all of 2022 after uh, he, you know, injured his ACL in the Super Bowl win with the Rams. Now he has a team, that's the Baltimore Ravens, who are in the midst of the whole Lamar Jackson crazy saga right now. So we'll get to talk about that and we'll also talk about Carson Palmer. Um, and his comments about Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. So you guys will love to hear this one. And then uh, it says he tightens block up Jeffrey Simmons to a, a four-year, $94 million deal. So we'll talk about that as well here on the podcast. Um, but before we get that, make sure you guys subscribe. Check us out here on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Also, um, as you probably some of you might know or might not know, I am an author now of a Good Man in an Evil World. This is my book. You can buy it on Amazon. It's available for, I believe, uh, $12.99 on Amazon. You can also buy the Kindle version uh, for the ebook as well. Again, this is uh, A Good Man in the Evil World, so you guys check it out there. Um, make sure you guys check the book out. It's really good. Um, but first off, yeah, OBJ to the Ravens. Uh, you know, I, I thought he was going to go to the Jets, you know what I mean? Because Aaron Rodgers put out that list, supposedly, of who he wants on his team. Um, you know, who, who wide receivers he would like to play with if he was to get traded to the Jets. And he, Odell Beckham was one of those names on there. Everybody thought he was pretty much going to go to the Jets, um, either them or the Chiefs or the Bills. But he ends up going to the Ravens of all teams. And I thought this was pretty interesting uh, because now that makes me think that uh, Lamar Jackson is destined to stay. Uh, then again, we don't know. Uh, I mean, if Odell's going to play with him, I'm sure he's going to stay. Uh, he might play under the franchise tag if, uh, and then just – sign a big contract somewhere else in the offseason, if not Baltimore. You know, of course, Ravens fans don't want to hear that. Uh, but he – now you get to play with Odell Beckham, so they finally got themselves a, a number one receiver. You know, I'd say maybe a low-end wide receiver one. Obviously, Odell is not the guy he was with the Giants um, years ago. Um, that seems like – you know, it's crazy. That, that seems like forever ago. Like, you know, the, the one-handed catch in 2014 against the Cowboys. Like, you know, we all remember that. We think we were all in middle school when that happened, and he – and Odell is now 31 years old. I think he's all, yeah he's almost 31 years old. Um, so he's getting up there. He's still a good receiver, solid number two, a great number two receiver, um, <clears throat> a low end wide receiver one. You know, uh, and, and got this. You know, I mean, on in an offense that really uh, it didn't have a a number one wideout. You know, Marquise Brown was supposed to be, but he wasn't. He did, he never panned out, and they traded him to Arizona. Um, Devin DuVernay and um, uh, Devin DuVernay, Michael uh, Miles Boykin, um, those are the guys they drafted, um, and they never. The Ravens use a tight end first system. Um, they throw a lot to the tight end, mainly. They they mainly throw to the tight end, and it's a run first offense. So, um, they, but they still have never really had a good number one receiver in a long time, uh, and now you bring in Odell for a year, so it, it might work. There uh, with Lamar Jackson, I'm, that's assuming that he stays in Baltimore. We don't know what he's going to do. You know, this is taking a long time to figure out. I don't know what he's planning to do. Um, if he's right now, it just seems like it's a game of chicken. You know, like, I mean, who's going to bite first? Who is going to cave in first? Are the Ravens going to cave in and give Lamar what he's asking for? Or is Lamar going to cave in and say, nobody's offering me on the market, really? Would I want? Or, you know, I mean, I, 
why not go back to somewhere I was familiar with in the building, the team that drafted me, you know, the team where I won my MVP award with, you know, we made the playoffs. I mean, you know, those first couple of years there. So it's going to be a matter of who caves in first for for the Ravens, I think. And this pickup of Odell really shows to me that, you know, they're trying to address the wide receiver position. They want Lamar Jackson to stay, um, but his asking price is really high, um, you know, and what he's asking for you know, the Ravens don't want to give him, give it to him. Um, he's asking for money like close to Deshaun Watson's contract, which is fully guaranteed $230 million that the Browns gave him. And we all know, you know, how that ended up in the first year. Um, you know, so we'll see how they do in the future. But I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think this is, I mean, you know, it's Odell. You know, he's good. He's a great receiver. You know, he puts up good numbers when he's healthy, solid numbers when he's healthy. When he was with the Rams in 2021, he had a good good year there. He he would have he won Super Bowl MVP if he didn't get hurt, uh, I think. You know, um, I mean, you know, Cooper Cup still could have went off and won it, but either it was going to be between those two, you know, um, but he got injured. So, uh, Cooper Cup ended up taking that. But I, I think – this is a great move. This is a great move by Baltimore to, to address the receiver position again. You know, bring in a veteran to that room of young receivers with Devin DuVernay, Miles Boykin, um, you know, and uh, Rashad Bateman and those guys. Um, you know, along with Mark Andrews at the tight end, you know, position, which again, like I said, the, the Ravens heavily use the tight ends in the passing game. You know, I'm not going to say they're going to come out and throw like 50 times a game, right? You know, they're not going to do that. But Todd Munkin is the offensive coordinator there. Unlike Greg Roman, who was the previous offensive coordinator, uh, Munkin likes to pass a lot. You know, I mean, he did that when he was with Georgia, you know, um, last couple of years there, winning two national championships in a row. Um, you know, and when he, he, he is familiar with Odell, obviously with his stint with the Browns as the offensive coordinator there for that season. So he, he's very, you know, um, yeah, he's familiar with Odell Beckham. So that's the, the connection there. You know, so I expect the Ravens um, offense to be a little bit different, um, you know, going to next season. You hope that these, these receivers can stay healthy. Duvernay, Bateman, um, Boykin, can they stay healthy? You know, and I, and I wouldn't mind them going after the receiver in the draft. You got guys like um, Jordan Addison, from UCLA and uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College, um, you know, and a lot of these guys out here, there's a lot of great receivers in this draft. So the Ravens could also address the receiver position in the draft as well, you know, but you just need consistent production um, from that from that system. And like I said, you know, it's not totally the player's fault because, again, Greg Roman does not like to pass the ball a lot. Um, and when he does, it's mostly going to be to the tight ends, maybe to the fullbacks, you know, um, not very much to the receivers, you know. And, again, it's going to be a run-heavy you know, read option, you know, um, you know, counter, QB counter offense, you know, QB draws. That's, those are the types of plays that they run, you know, in, in Baltimore. So I'm interested to see how Odell fits here. Um, you know, and like I said, I don't think he would have signed there if Lamar Jackson wasn't going to come back, uh, you know. So, I mean, but then again, you know, uh, we don't know. I mean, he could he could just – he could have just gone there. But it's seeming most realistic that Odell wouldn't go to the to Baltimore if he didn't have a chance to play with one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, I mean, we just all remember now, Lamar Jackson is, is won an MVP, okay? This this guy, you know, he, he was he had a thousand yards rushing, that over um a thousand yards passing. Um, that his second year in the league, you know, that's when they went to the playoffs and he won that uh, MVP award. You know, he's been consistently up there 
Um, you know, as far as quarterback play, when he's healthy, but the only thing with Lamar is that he's not on the field all the time. And that's the only thing that concerns, um, that probably concerns the Ravens organization, you know, um, and why they're not trying to pay him all that much that he's asking for. Uh, because he, again, he cannot consistently stay on the field um, for, you know, he hasn't been able to do that for the last couple of years, you know, since he, his breakout year in 19. Um, and that's why a lot of other teams are not really so open to break the bank on him because he, he is not, he, he, you know, like, for example, the Falcons. Uh, a lot of teams have been linking Atlanta to Lamar. They want Lamar Jackson. The whole me- the media just kind of keeps pushing this narrative, like bring Lamar Jackson to Atlanta. Um, you know, that's where he should go. It's the best fit for him, this and that. You know, and it would, we would love to see Lamar. It would, bring, it would sell some tickets. It would get people in the stands. You know, it would, you know, it would uh, liven up the culture here a little bit more. Probably since we haven't seen it since, like, you know, Mike Vick was here, you know, um, or even when we were on our Super Bowl run a couple years ago in 16, you know, like when the culture was really happy here, the fan base was ecstatic and, uh, you know, everybody was just, you know, happy to be a Falcons fan, you know, but that seems like forever ago, seems like an alternate universe um, (laughs) when that was. But, uh, yeah, you know, I – because look, the Falcons are in a situation where you know they have they've addressed the defense. They you know they got these guys on defense: Jesse Bates, David Onyemata. Um, you know, and offensively, Drake London is going to take a step in year two. Um, you know, Tyler Algier has proven proven himself to be a starting running back in this league. Um, the offensive line has continued to play well. You know, they're doing great. You know, the run blocking is great. Pass protection has continued to improve. You know, Chris Lindstrom is All Pro guard, and they gave him a contract extension. Caleb McGarry's back as well. Uh, you know, in the quarterback position, Desmond Ritter, I mean, you know, he's he had a solid finish to his, uh, or rather start to his rookie season when he's, you know, because that was the only time he played. The end of the season was the start of the season for him playing football in the NFL. But he, he did okay. He did solid, you know. So I want to see how he does with a full year under his belt, um, working with Arthur Smith in that offense, you know. And I just don't think Lamar Jackson, um, I don't think they want to break the bank on him, you know, because, it, again, if you open up the floodgates for your, for a quarterback, but you still have so many other holes on your roster that you need to address, then why are you, you know, that's the, that, there's no point in doing that. I don't want, I, you know, that's not a good thing to do. Um, you know, that's, because you, you want to, you know, now, if the, the normal thing to do in the NFL is to build your, your team around your quarterback while he's on his rookie deal. That's when, you know, you're going to have more cap space. That's when you're able to, you know, plug in your different holes offensively, defensively. That's when ideally you want to build your, your team around your quarterback, you know. But if you break the bank on somebody like Lamar Jackson, you know, then you're not able to do that. You know, I mean, yeah, he you get to have him here, but your defense is horrible. Your your defense is horrible. Um you can't you can't stop anybody because you're paying your quarterback two hundred and thirty million dollars, but you can't spend on your defense. Um so that's to me that's like that's I don't, you know, that's why the Atlanta shouldn't pursue him. But here we are. Odell's in the, with the Ravens. Odell's, Odell goes to the Ravens now. So now Lamar Jackson has his not wide receiver number one. If he chooses to stay, um, I don't know if he will. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I'm, I'm interested to see how that all plays out, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that deal is one year, $18 million, um, you know, so. You know, is it overpay? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he was asking for twenty million. That was the well, supposedly Odell said that's not what he was asking for. They said that was fake, but uh, it's a little bit of an overpay. Um, but you know, again, 
the Ravens are in a spot where they just need the, the, the production. So we'll see how that goes. Let me guys know. Uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments about this. Um, is Odell to the Ravens a good fit for them? Is it a good fit for him? Is Lamar Jackson going to come back because of this? We'll see. Let me let me know what you guys think. Um, next thing up is Carson Palmer, the former NFL quarterback, played for the Cardinals, the Bengals in his career. He says Joe Burrow is the better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, he recently came out and said, yeah, he just said Joe is the more, you know, precise passer. He's more more precise passer. He's the arm strength is better. He he he's able to, you know, he he's been um so he he uh, you got one bangle, former bangle sticking up for a current bangle, you know. Um, and so I just wanted to address this, like, you know, um, between Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, who is the better quarterback? You know, now these two are phenomenal players. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is great, you know, um, and Patrick Mahomes is, is great. You know, Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal. Uh, he's what well, he can do with the football in his hands. I mean, it's just crazy, you know, the, the sidearms, the, the, this, that, like all that crazy stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's like he's playing like, like he's a, a like I don't know magician out there. I don't know. It's it's weird. You know, it's like stuff that you would not like want your quarterback to do. Any other team in the NFL, even college, high school, definitely not high school. Like if 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 a your if your quarterback if your high school or college team, um, and some NFL teams goes out there and tries doing that Patrick Mahomes stuff, like they're gonna get pulled. They're gonna get benched most likely. Um, but Patrick Mahomes can do it and get away with it because he's just so good at it. Uh, and he's won two Super Bowls, um, two MVP awards. Uh, two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, uh, you know, I think to me, I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback here. Uh, you know, I mean, and I, look, I love Joe Burrow too. Joe Burrow is awesome. I mean, the dude is, I mean, you know, he, what he did, I mean, coming to LSU, you know, we all know the story, you know, and then he goes to the Bengals, first overall pick, and, um, you know, when he's been healthy, I mean, the, the Bengals have been to the last two AFC championship games, won one of them, and went to the Super Bowl, lost this one this past uh, season, right? So you can't – I'm not to say Joe is just – Joe is so far behind Patrick Mahomes. He's, like, right there. Then maybe you got, uh, you know, Josh Allen's up there too, um, you know, but we'll, that's a different discussion for a different day with him. Uh, but I, I really, you know, like – I have to disagree with Carson Palmer on this. I want to say that Patrick Mahomes is just – I mean, he's proven himself. He – not to say Joe Burrow has it, but – Patrick Mahomes has solidified himself as the best quarterback in the NFL. You know, people can say it's the offense that Andy Reid runs, and he's an offensive guru, which he is. Um, you know, and the play selection, the players that they that they you know build and play with. You know, Travis Kelsey. I mean, yeah, these he, he's surrounded by phenomenal players. And what quarterback shouldn't be? You know, that's how they that's how you win football games. That's how you succeed. That's how your offense succeeds in the NFL in college. You know, you have to have um, great players around your quarterback in order for them to be able to produce at the level that you want them to and or for you to win football games, you know. And so Patrick Mahomes is the best court. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, I, I, I can't, I mean, you know, he just is. Uh, I mean, you know, I, there is no argument to me about that. He's proved himself, you know, again, two Super Bowls, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, you know, he's went out there playing on a, on a hurt ankle and all that stuff, you know. Um, it, Look, I I disagree with Car Carson Palmer here. I say that uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. There's no question, no argument, no debate. He is, but Joe Burrow is right behind him. Joe Burrow is right there behind him. You know, he is right there. You know, and it's it, and I and I really believe that Cincinnati is is close. They're close to getting that Super Bowl. You know, um, it's gonna be hard as long as the Chiefs are in 
uh, the AFC as long as they're good like they are right now in the AFC. But I think the Bengals can get it done. I mean, they've beaten the Chiefs before. They can definitely hang with them as they did. You know, the last game, few games they played to, uh, against each other have been really close. You know, and maybe if a call here or there or a play here or there went another way, then, you know, the Bengals might have won, uh, you know, against them, in a, against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game uh, th- this past season, you know. So, but that's up for discussion and debate between you guys. Um, so that's what I have to go with there. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Is, Patrick, is, is it Patrick Holmes or Joe Burrow? Do you guys agree with Carson Palmer or not? Is is, is is Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the NFL or is Patrick Holmes the best quarterback in the NFL? Let me know what you think in the comments, please. And, um, yeah, so. But moving on to a different note, the Tennessee Titans have extended defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, Simmons has been uh, signed to a four-year, $94 million deal. So the, the Titans get back their all-pro um, defensive tackle there. Um, you know, uh, he – he has been a staple of that Tennessee Titans defense for a long time. Uh, he's going to continue to be. You know, they really built their defense around him. You know, and so for Tennessee, especially after losing the, the last seven games of the regular season last year, you know, the Titans have, and you trade away A.J. Brown, in, you know, offseason ago, like the Titans are in a spot where they have to. Um, the Titans are in a spot where they have to win. Um, they, they, like, they, they've got to start, you know, being able to, get back to competing, you know, um, and you can say Derrick Henry and, you know, yeah, he's great, but they need a quarterback, you know, um, is Malik Willis going to be that guy for them next year? I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's destined to be that way right now. Ryan Tannehill is not there anymore, you know, so we're going to see what happens there. I mean, it's still a run heavy offense with Derrick Henry. So as long as he's healthy and you, you have a competent, you have competent quarterback play, then you're in a good spot. So, but this is a great move by them locking up Jeffrey Simmons to this to this contract deal because now you know they um, you don't have to worry about him walking away. And then your defense becoming less and less significant, you know. And they made other great additions: Arden Key, outside linebacker. You know, Harold Landry's coming back off of a torn ACL injury. You know, so uh, the pass rush is going to be continuing to get better and healthier. You know, um, Kevin Byer back there in the secondary, right? You know, so. And they're looking for improvement in that secondary. I think that's really a position where I would want the Titans to address is the secondary. You know, um, grab your corner in the draft. There's a lot of them here in this draft, which will be in a couple weeks. So, um, but yeah, they lock up Jeffrey Simmons to that big contract. So, uh, let me know what you guys think about that. I think it was a great move. You know, I mean, honestly, if you look at the that defensive interior lineman, you got Aaron Donald. Uh, he's up there number one. We we all know that. Then. Chris Jones of Kansas City, you know, um, Jeffrey Simmons, Grady Jarrett, you know, no bias there, maybe a little bit. Um, but uh, that's just, those, those are my top, you know, uh, interior defensive linemen, you know. So, I mean, and, and Jeffrey Simmons is kind of underrated too when you think about it. You know, he doesn't get talked about much, but his impact on the field is is, is um, monumental for Tennessee. Um, so, it was great they locked him up to that contract deal. So, now they can – Move for move forward there in the off season, and hopefully they can get back to their winning ways. So, but that'll about wrap us up for the podcast today, guys. Thank you for uh, watching and listening. Um, you know, on Spotify or on YouTube, of course. So make sure you subscribe and check us out. Share with your friends. And one more time, Ryan, you guys. I am an author. I've now published my first book, A Good Man in an Evil World, now available for purchase on Amazon. Also. Um, available in Kindle ebook version, but this is the paperback right here. You can get your own copy. Um, 
on Amazon.com. Just search up A Good Man in an Evil World or my name right here, Jason Gay. You can look up my name and find me there as well. So please make sure you guys will support. Share this with your friends. You know, my first writing as an author, um, I'm pleased to have done this. It was great. It was fun doing it. And there's many more to come. So um, we appreciate you guys' support there. And thank you. Have a great rest of your week.